0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte.
1: Hey, y'all. Seven Rounds in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by the Armchair Media Network. The Senior Bowl has come and gone, making this the official start of NFL draft season. It is I, Rob Paul, a.k.a. Hancock Whitney Stadium's number one endorser. And with me, as always, is A.J., the NFC West is officially the NFC best, Marquez. Lad Peebles for life. Today is our 2021 Senior Bowl recap. Spectacular. That's it. it. Seven. Seven.
2: Seven. 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 One, two, three. One, two three, four. Seven rounds in heaven with my baby. Driving up. To Cleveland, maybe looking for a Lawrence or Suelle. Don't draft specialists on the first day. Eh? Don't draft specialists on the second day. Eh? Maybe draft a punter in the sixth. We'll see. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together.
1: Let's go seven
2: rounds forever
1: and that's a song. The wait is finally over. Football is in full effect and the NBA is back. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. Head to bet online today and use promo code Armchair to take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Bet online, your online sports book experts. Before we dive into senior bowl talk, AJ, Matthew Stafford is a Los Angeles Ram, Jared Goff is a Detroit Lion.
2: Draft picks were exchanged. What's your take? I think it is a win win, Rob. I mean, obviously, upgrade for the Rams getting Stafford. Um, you know it's going to be kind of fun. Like there, there's there's a lot of Matt Stafford stands, and a lot of people are still like, well, you know he's not he's not that great. I, I think I'm caught in the middle still. So we really get to see how good Matt Stafford is, which is awesome. Matt Stafford's clearly the big winner here, but for the Lions to to eat that golf contract and get all those picks back, I, I think that's a great haul. But like I, I don't know, would you have rather like the the Panthers first over uh, first round pick this year or the Broncos over that? Like what do you think about that?
1: Uh, well, I, I I mean they the what I wonder is how much do they value this quarterback class if they chose mm-hmm. that this deal over that? Yeah, like are they holding out for DJ Uyangulule? Who knows? Twenty twenty three is a long way away.
2: I think like obviously Brad Holmes coming over from the Rams, I, I think he's clearly a Jared Goff fan, or at least he he at least thinks Jared Goff's
1: serviceable enough. Yeah that through the next two years of the rebuild or whatever it may be, like they won't be a laughing stock, but they can rebuild in the way he wants to and really reset the franchise. Because obviously, getting two future first-round picks, it it means they're in for the long haul in this rebuild. Um, And and again, choosing this deal, which nets them a 2022 and 2023 first-round pick over the more immediate... Maybe eighth overall pick from Carolina, let's say, um, makes you think maybe maybe they don't love this quarterback class, or maybe they, they don't think they'll be able to get the quarterback in this class that they want. I could, I mean, obviously they would take Trevor Lawrence if they could. Yeah. Let's say their their number two quarterback is. Uh, um, Justin Fields, and
2: they don't think he'll be there. Maybe that's why they go this route. They hold out for DJ Long long. Yeah. Possibly, but like if you have the what are they picking seventh? The, say they have the seventh and the eighth overall pick. That that's more than enough ammo to go up and get Justin Fields or Zach Wilson. But well, 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 but 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 yeah. What I mean,
1: they're not the the highest they could get to is three. And let's say they don't think they get their, like, is that worth the gamble if they think their guy might go two to the Jets? Maybe not.
2: I think you could twist the Jets arm at this point, but we're still so early in this process. Regardless, it didn't happen. And yeah, I think think you're right, though. It's indicative that they don't have anyone they love, or if they do, they don't think they can get them. So it makes
1: this very interesting, especially for our post-Super Bowl mock draft
2: tease (laughs) season, baby. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know. Probably the biggest trade, I don't know, the biggest trade I can remember, right? Like,
1: and uh, It also begs the question, because that's how much it took to get Stafford, Yeah, does that mean he's going to be the only, here comes the Stafford train. is he the only quarterback that's going to be available this offseason? Do we really think Deshaun Watson's going to be traded by the Texans? Because it seems so unrealistic, but people keep act like a lot of bigger media yeah. members keep acting like it's gonna happen
2: yeah but I, I just
1: i still i i won't
2: believe deshaun watson will be traded until it officially happens when it you know when this first came out i thought there was zero chance now now i'm like 40 35 percent i'll say it's gonna happen
1: so you know who the real the real two casualties of this trade are who John Wolford and Duck Hodges. <laughs> they were going to compete with Jared Goff for that Rams starting quarterback job. That's true.
2: They won't get that opportunity. The writing was on the wall that Goff was... I mean, we we you know what I mean. The Goff was on the outs there in, in, in L.A.
1: You have to respect the fact that the, the Rams didn't fall to the sunk fallacy cost. Sunk yeah. cost fallacy. I said that wrong. Yeah. That they didn't just... Because they paid Jared Goff and they had thought at one point in time you could be a franchise quarterback. They didn't just try it and make it work, even though they knew it wouldn't because of time invested. They they, they just shipped him out of town. And, and you also have to respect that they're willing to deal these first-round mm-hmm. picks that, as, as much as we value them, like, they're 50-50 if that chance you're going to hit on a legit Pro Bowl talent. Uh, and they, they saw what they believed a the franchise quarterback in. I mean, considering what um Jared Goff could do at times with all these weapons in Sean McVay's offense you have to assume Matthew Stafford can play as a top, like a, a top 10 quarterback yeah. level yeah. on this team. And I and I'm with you. I'm so excited to see like what Stafford can do when he has everything every opportunity given to him that he's he's just never had uh when he was with short Lions.
2: Yeah, very much so. Um I mean they're doing things totally differently. I mean they're they're the, clearly the boldest team in the NFL and um uh, and it, like we have I mean, less what'd you say sorry trade or less trade or less yeah baby and i mean yeah like you said like the not falling for the like they paid goff but not falling for just keeping him because you have money invested i mean it's crazy it's exciting as hell i i think we're gonna see a bunch more quarterback movement though I, even watson aside uh I, I
1: I don't know. Like who I, I keep hearing that but what other quarterbacks do you really list,
2: realistically see getting moved? Uh Darnold to a lesser extent. Uh Tua is still on the table obviously. I am not saying guaranteed. But Tua is only
1: Tua is I think Tua is only on the table as if they can get to Sean Watson which I don't think can happen.
2: Or if they or if they plan to draft a quarterback. But yeah, no, for sure. Um I well, mean I don't, these, think they they do. I don't think so too. But I'm just saying. Uh obviously these were the these were the Stafford was the big one. Um, there's a lot of guys. Um, Garoppolo, if the Niners upgrade, it... but but who? My question is, who are they upgrading with? We'll see. There's a lot. Of, they're still dominant. The Patriots still have to make a get a quarterback.
1: Yes, but the quarterback movement, like I keep hearing this, and I'm, but I'm just wondering who.
2: I, I gave you names. Who's getting moved? And There's already yeah been two, yeah. But like
1: two huge who, ones. Who who are the 49ers <laughs> acquiring? I don't know. We'll see. But exactly, but if, what do you mean? <laughs> Stay tuned. It's, it's It feels like it's just in the media blunder that, like, obviously Stafford does get moved. But the Deshaun Watson thing, like, has everybody, like, there's going to be so much quarterback movement, this, that, and the other. And realistically, like, outside of, like, I think you're right with Sam Darnold,
2: outside of that, really, what's there going to be? Like, I, I, I also include, I, I mean, know. I know people aren't, but you also include that there's going to be four first-round quarterbacks at the very least too, right? That's exciting. You know, the Bears. Yeah, but are that, that's not quarterback. Do some... That's not quarterback moving. I know. I'm said. just saying, in general, of course it's going to be a fun quarterback offseason.
1: Speaking of quarterbacks who are fun, how about uh, let's talk the Senior Bowl game. Then we'll dive into the actual practices where we hard, the hard, the real breakdowns. You know, the game doesn't matter. You'll hear that a lot. Um, but the game's still fun. So let's talk about it a little bit. Uh, Kellermond obviously came away as MVP. Uh, I don't it, think. In You're a shocked. losing effort. Good but,
2: work, Elamond King. Does
1: that bother you that they would award it to the <laughs> no, loser? Not
2: at all. <laughs>
1: um He he started slow, but obviously he turned it on uh kinda after the first quarter there. Um Yeah, when I he scored know, like thirteen points the, in the, the second
2: quarter or whatever.
1: Yeah. It's hard to it, like uh, I I basically just made a list of who I thought looked good in the game and who I thought struggled in the game but again the game doesn't really matter it's the practices that do um who's it, who my
2: question who's AJ's MVP
1: of the senior bowl game
2: game game, game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna give it to a guy that it didn't pop in the stats I'm gonna give it to Keith Taylor I think overall he just had the strongest individual performance in the game and I it was just you know D- just solid coverage
1: DJ City at the greatest. Or all star game game a DB's ever had or something,
2: and like uh, there was so a I don't lot know of. How we're, I don't know how we're measuring that, but he did play really well. He did, he did, and that's why I gave it to him. Um And just to say it, I, I, I know there were people that liked him a lot in the practice. You saw glimpses, but he was grabby as hell, in my opinion. It was like every every top of every route he's grabbing, but physical, competitive. Like, I, yeah.
1: Like I wouldn't like he didn't have a bad week, but I I I don't think he had like the greatest week or anything. Uh,
2: no, I think he had a, a but like the, obviously
1: a, his game his game was great.
2: Yeah, he had a solid week and then a, a great great game. Yes.
1: Yeah, and, and I, yeah, basically outside of that, Josh Palmer quick slant, which I mean wasn't really his fault. The Mark yeah. was a step late on that touchdown. Um, outside of that, like I don't think he really gave up anything in coverage. He was just tested a lot body-ing. too. Yeah, he played a lot, too, eh? Yeah, he did. That's a good point. Um, Oh, uh, yeah, I think he stood out uh, probably the most of anybody. I thought Des Fitzpatrick had a really nice team. Mm-hmm. Um, Almost 100 yards. The Louisville receiver. Yeah, I, I thought he quietly had a really nice week of practice, too, and just was such a lesser in the game that no one really talked he, much about it. I, hey, we can do um, this now. He looked,
2: he, I I agree with you, Rob. Like He was one of my pleasant surprises.
1: He looked like all week. I, I thought he, he was kind of just Mister Consistent. Like he wasn't burning anybody, but he was. He's. I think he's very sudden for yep. a kind of a taller, leaner guy. Yep. And uh, he, he was getting in and out of breaks really quickly. Just a smooth route runner
2: and nice releases. Pretty much everything. I, I, there was a couple yes. of concentration like, drop, but the releases and like getting out of breaks were really impressive. Especially at what 6'2", 202 or something.
1: Yeah, and like. I think he was like a. I think he's a four-year starter at Louisville. Yeah. Um, just Mister Consistent, like he's like a late day three guy who's just going to play in the league for a while. It was kind of the vibe I got with him. Yeah, I,
2: oh. I, I just agree. Like, like a really, really good, like fourth receiver, a guy who can be a third receiver. Like, I, yeah, I, I like. I no, he really uh, endeared himself to me. This Josh, Reynolds. Josh Reynolds. Josh Reynolds, good comp. Every, everyone who's Josh Reynolds. <laughs>
1: Um, but yeah, no, I thought he had a he had like a quietly a very solid game. Agree. Um, or not not even quietly solid week, but a, a big game. Yep. Uh, ben Mason had a big game. He he murdered a man. <laughs> um, I thought Patrick Jones kind of up and down week, good game. Yeah. Uh, Cameron Sample, I thought had a phenomenal week and a phenomenal game. Yep. Um, Shai
2: Smith and Marty Rogers both pretty good games, and I thought Robert Handy had a good game. Uh, yeah, I mean, more on Hainsey later, too, for me. Um, yeah, like, I, Rodgers, I mean, I don't have him anywhere, so if you, if you don't mind, I'll talk about him now. Definitely a good game. And all week, he kind of flashed that, like, being able to make the contested catches, but I'll add a couple things. One, he I noticed a lot of his reps were against safeties, so, like, he was killing them, but it was guys that he was... Wait, it's just, just on yeah. that...
1: They're terrible at picking matchups, or I don't know how they do it. But yeah. a lot of the time, it'd just be yeah, my Rogers kept getting safeties, or it'd be like the same receiver covering the same corner. I yeah. wanted to see different styles of matchups, and we weren't getting a lot of that. And yeah. certain guys really benefited from con- consistently getting safeties on them.
2: Agreed. Yeah, totally. And I, I mean, I felt like the the national team did a better job, but the American team, it felt like the same matchups over and over at times. And yeah, like Rodgers, you know, like he, like Naziraldin. Like, he had a pretty nice week, but no chance against Murray Rogers.
1: Yeah, exactly. And and which is a shame because Nasir Al Dean, every time he was covering tight ends one on one, he was fantastic. Yeah. But he saw Murray Rogers so much, which isn't really a situation you would ever be playing him in. <laughs> Not at all. And uh, Murray Rogers was beating him, and obviously, and like, I don't know, it just seems strange. But yeah, Murray Rogers, good game. Uh, outside of the drops, pretty good week. Yep. Um, just like classic slot, he looked. He's just very quick.
2: Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, just I'm trying not to to, to tread on guys um, that we're gonna go out later. Uh, I'll give you two names that I thought had bad practice weeks but good games uh, to start. Ellerson Smith, who was pretty dynamic in the game. I thought,
1: I thought he had a pretty. Good, he he got better each each practice. He did. Uh, he, he did. You you especially that third practice, he really was catching my eye.
2: Yeah, the first two, uh, I don't know. Man. And then the third one, he flashed. And then it turned into a really, really nice game. He definitely got better as the week went on. And uh, I'll add Daquan Graham, the, the Texas IDL, who had an okay day yeah. three, but before that, nothing good. And then I had a really yes. good game. Yes.
1: no, yeah, that's spot on. Um, to, uh, shout out to a couple, specifically three edge or maybe I should just call them tweeners, played so much interior D-line this mm-hmm. week because there was none of them there. Boogie Basham, Cameron Sample, and Osa, I'm not going to try and say his last name, from UCLA. All oh, three oh, of them spent so
2: much time on. Sorry. Bam.
1: Yeah. The, all three of them spent so much time on the interior this week.
2: Yeah, and all three of them had, like, really, really nice weeks. Like, obviously, Cam Sample, one of the big uh, winners. Uh, Boogie, Boogie was amazing, too. And, like, Osa, I think, like, yeah. I, also,
1: like, like he, I I enjoyed his week. It wasn't like as yeah. flashy as the other two, but he also seemed like he was taking as many reps as humanly yeah. possible.
2: Yeah, he worked like he, every rep was a dogfight for him too. Like there weren't always yes, wins. Yes. He got stonewalled quite a few times, but he like definitely a really really good week and helped himself a lot. Yeah, uh, a couple
1: guys who I thought struggled in the game, um, a few that struggled just in general this week. Deontay Brown. Both the Texas A&M tackles, uh, I thought Demar Hamlin didn't show up that much in the game. Uh, Jamie Newman had a bad game. Yeah, and sadly Frank Darby, who his second and third practice were really really nice, and then just a couple drops in the game.
2: Yeah, the one really 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 bad drop. I mean Hamlin had the interception, but it wasn't him. It was Taylor that made the play. Um, yep. Yeah. No, I I agree. And like. I don't want to get in on De- – we'll talk to Deontay Brown later. I'll save that for a bit.
1: But, uh, yeah, and, and just um, Jamie Newman, I thought he really needed to show up in the game after the week of practice he had, and he yeah. did not. Uh, he, he had one of the worst weeks. This week were, no. so, sorry, what did you say, Rob? Oh, yeah. Well, th- the quarterbacks this week were just f- not fun at all.
2: Yeah. Like, Mac Jones was clearly the best, but it wasn't like he had, like, a you know Justin Herbert week or anything like, like that. Yeah, he was just solid. Newman was just it by was far the worst, worst, worst and one of the biggest sliders, if you want to call it, or one of the big losers of this week. Whoa. F- Felipe Franks was pretty bad, too. <laughs> yeah, true. But but I expected more from Newman, you know what I mean? You know, fair, fair.
1: Uh, okay, let's let's just do senior bowl practice talk now so we can really get into the nitty-gritty. Uh, we can, we'll do a couple superlatives, and then we'll go uh, and just pick who who's the best in each position uh, this week. Uh, so starting, did you come away from this thinking anyone was a surefire first round pick?
2: <sighs> not specifically, but if I had to give I think names, no. yeah, like like okay, well like Kadarius Tony is like the best player, and I think he'll be the first one selected. But like, it's yes. not like he had a, a fantastic week. There was a couple ugly drops. You,
1: yes, um, I think like he, he he entered the week as the only guy firmly in this conversation i think yeah uh and you could tell his play speed and his stop start ability really stood out yeah especially early on but there was a a couple drops and then um just kind of like not i don't did he even participate on day three i don't think so
2: i don't think so either and like it was
1: so if i if i were to say anyone was in this category it would be him but not not necessarily because of the senior bowl week
2: Yeah, exactly. And, like, but you know what? Someone you could... I don't think he's a surefire first-round pick. But Mac Jones probably did the most to get himself as a first-round pick. And, like, again, I don't think it was a fantastic week. But he just looks so much more, like, I don't know, poised and competent and accurate than anyone else there. But he's
1: still, to me, he looked like a day-two quarterback. Um, Which, I mean, nothing wrong with that. The other guys looked like... Like, I... uh, I mean... Multiple of them looked undraftable. Yeah. Um, and, and, and again, he he had a couple big, big-time throws this week. Uh, you tweeted at the Trey McKitty one. That was, I think, his best throw. Uh, there was a, a sweet bucket drop throw to, I think, I think it was Frank Darby. Uh, yeah. That might be wrong. Uh, um, the And there was a couple throws like that, and like a couple where he, he just, uh, in team, where he'd go through his, his reads and, and get the ball out on time. Uh, and th- these are things like you expected him to do, but the other quarterbacks could not do it.
2: Yeah, no, that's that's exactly the point. Like he just he looked so much better because of what was what the other quarterbacks looked like. Like I don't know, man. So many of them just holding onto the ball, taking sacks. It's like it's oh like just my throw the God, ball. It was driving
1: me crazy. Yeah, there were like, so many fumbled snaps. Yeah,
2: it was brutal. But the um, the Jones's accuracy, I think Sean. And then you know Matt Rule was talking about his ability to learn the plays. Uh, he wasn't wearing an armband or he didn't need it, whatever. Just hears it once is locked in. So I think he did a yeah. lot for himself on that L- side.
1: Like the things we we knew he was good at, he, he showed up at the senior bowl and did them well, which was decision making, accuracy, and and just being poised overall and yeah. far more competent than the other quarterbacks. Yeah. Um I, I don't think you came away thinking like I know you don't think he's a first round pick, but you're just saying Hey, maybe the back of the first round, a team takes that chance now.
2: Yeah, I think he like it wasn't like it was a special week or anything, but I, I think he did enough there that like more teams will think about it. You know what I mean? Take a chance there, like you said. I I I think he's like a Teddy Bridgewater style quarterback.
1: He's yeah, that's a that's a he's good safe comp. I, he's safe, but there's he that's not that's not a guy you take in the first round. But Teddy ended up going, what, 31st? so Yeah. Okay, biggest offensive risers. I mean, it goes without saying, front of the show, Quinn Miners is going to be number one in pretty much everybody who watched
2: senior bowl practices' uh, um, biggest risers category. So He was the star of the week, and it, it wasn't really close, to be honest.
1: You know, he he came in um, as a late call-up because of the Landon Dickerson injury. uh played center, played guard, looked really good at center. Yeah. I think that's the position I came away eyeing him as I think most people do now. Um, a position he had not played. Um, and he looked great in one-on-ones. He looked better in team mm-hmm. in nine on seven. Uh, he had a, the most pancake blocks. I'm pretty sure.
2: Oh, hundred percent. Just <laughs> such
1: a, just such a, like a glass eater. Um, it, it, he was so physical in pass, bro. There was one rep I loved where he flattened Patrick Jones and then buried him. Uh, there, there was, yeah. And then there was the the pancake of I think it was Osa, uh, on a on, in team drills. Yep. Um, just playing with such great balance, power at the point of attack, and and leverage, and just the nasty streak. And then becoming a, a social media star because he got his belly out. Um, <laughs> he he entered that week. Uh probably we were probably higher on him than a lot of people just because we, we fell in love with the way he just moved people yeah. uh over the summer but like he's a legitimate top 100 pick type guy now
2: hundred percent yeah and
1: like which I, I like i i went into the week with him as uh i think third round and and now i think that's where everyone is on him
2: yeah exactly hey we were right what else is new but yeah like i can't remember if it was dane burglar or daniel jeremiah said like the, i think it was burglar but uh like the league was kind of like think he's a sixth or seventh round pick apparently, and then yeah, yeah. he came out and he's a top yeah. one hundred guy. And like, yeah. It, yeah. not not enough can be said that he didn't have a season. He taught him how to self how to play center over the course of the the, the non season. Came in as a D three guy and was the best player on the field. Like that's absolutely fucking amazing. He he looks like a plug and play center. I mean, yeah, and like the the snaps looked good. Like I was I was trying to keep an eye on that too, and like I didn't see any issues. And oh, I saw and, that. and yeah,
1: and he's he he won the toughness battle because he broke his hand and kept practicing
2: <laughs> and wanted to play. Yeah, I know it's pretty pretty crazy. And, just a baller of a week.
1: And uh, oh, and he came in in a great size too six three three
2: twenty. Yep, yeah, which is another big win for a small
1: school guy. You never you're never quite sure how big they actually
2: are. Yep, was he? He was listed at three twenty, I believe too, right? Yeah, yeah, no, Wisconsin Whitewater—they don't lie. They don't, they don't lie. That's the that's the big takeaway this week.
1: Um, okay, uh, so he he was the obvious choice for biggest offensive riser. Who would you slot in number two? I think there's a handful of receivers. Yep. To really talk about here, so I'm interested to see who you would give that number two
2: spot to. I I'm gonna go because look, this whole week I just focused on the front, the front, both sides of the ball. So that, that's my bread and butter. So I'm going to go with David Moore, who came in and had a really, really nice week. And like, I, I, honestly, oh. I yeah, I'll go with David Moore, who came in. Was he 6'1", 350? That's, that's fucking awesome. Also playing he played center. center, too. Yeah, looked pretty good. Uh, Not as good as, as minors overall, too. And like, I thought like in the first game, in the, sorry, in the first day of practice, he was super aggressive and it was kind of costing him a bit. And the, but then he kind of settled in, and he, he was still so aggressive. He was just jumping, guys, and physical as hell. And I, So, like, the first time I watched him, I'm like – which actually wasn't the first time I watched him, but the first day. Um, you know, I'm like, okay, maybe this isn't good. He's impatient. He's a little lungy. But then he kept it up, and he's just, like, jumping, guys. I remember, like, uh, Marvin Wilson, just zero chance on him. And it's, like, just aggressive as hell. Stonewall boogie bashing. who had one of the best weeks. Like, I thought David Moore was just absolutely studly, and um, – Another guy who, who I, put himself in I, maybe the top one hundred conversation at the very least fourth round pick. I think
1: he looked really good in team. Yeah, uh, that too. he climbed so well to the second level. Yep. Um, and, and just seeing yeah, seeing him transition to center another big bonus. Uh, but yeah, just massive wide man yeah. who moves surprisingly well, plays super physical. I, I liked his tape a lot, but. It's like another guy who hadn't played in a year. So you never know. when yeah. I mean, he just showed out. So um, uh, there's a lot of good linemen and a lot of small or a lot of non power five linemen. Who
2: yeah, good. I could like, honestly, I think we could do a whole show just on the, the offensive line and the defensive line. Probably. Um, okay. Because uh, I'm
1: kind of the, the more flamboyant one of us. I went with the receiver here. Uh, I, I I debated between Demetric Felt and Cade Johnson. I, I decided Cade Johnson. Okay. Um I, I think he had f- another guy who hadn't played in a year, another guy who's not playing division one football from South Dakota State. I thought he had the the combination of the the best week in, in terms of release, route running, and catching the football. Yeah. I thought no receiver had a better week than him. He looked like a guy who's gonna start for ten years out of the slot. Um he, he, his ability, his pacing on his routes, um, his repertoire of, uh, of releases, like he, he, he was beating, he's not the biggest guy in the world, it was like 5'10, 180. Yep. He was beating press coverage, he he was, uh, eating up cushions, like, I don't know, the way he'd stem routes and keep speed through routes, he was just always open. Even, and there was a couple times where he didn't create a ton of separation and he'd make, uh, kind of a traffic catch and he looked really good doing that too. I love K. Johnson. I think, Unbelievable week.
2: So I, I I put Felton here over Johnson, but I put Johnson for New Crush because yeah, I I totally fell in love with that's, that. That's that's a category. Yeah, I
1: thought I thought so. Did you make that category up? It's not in the email
2: you sent me, AJ. Of <laughs> I God. think it was. Anyways, okay. I put him there. <laughs> you can make it. Don't worry, we can do this on the fly. Um, cause uh, yeah, I thought he was absolutely fantastic, and like everything you just said, he just he was just on on his game the whole f- the whole week, and like. His route running really stood out, and like you said, just quick in and out of his breaks. Um, hands were strong. Had a special teams tackle in the game, which is going to be big for for a guy like you know a small school guy if he if he has to play on special teams. Um, I, yeah, he was just he was just an absolute stud, man. And he was him. I, I got another name too, so don't worry. But like th- him and another guy, just I, I I fell in love with him this week, and uh, I totally agree. It looks like he's going to be in the league for ten years. Yeah, and then
1: what you said so your third was Felton and my third is also Felton. There you go. Um yeah. And who, yeah. Felt dynamic in his yeah.
2: he's so twitchy. Yeah, and like I thought he looked really good running routes and like you could see yeah. it out of the backfield, um, you know, on, on twenty on the twenty twenty tape. I didn't think it was gonna translate that immediately, especially when he's playing full time wide receiver here. I think he only got one snap at running back all week, so he was just yeah, like just. No,
1: that's not true.
2: What do you mean? He 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 had a ton of snaps at running back. Oh, did he in team? Yeah, in team. You know me. I don't focus on running backs. Um, I he just looked yeah. I don't know, man. Like he looked like he was at a different speed and just like nifty as hell. He's another guy that got some easy net matchups. But even when they weren't, um, he was he was kicking ass. And I mean like, he his feet
1: are so light. And his change of direction, skill, and stop-start ability are just ridiculous. Mm -hmm. They kept talking about how he's going to play the Naeem Hines role in the NFL. Like, I've heard that all week. But all I'm saying is he spent all week, or most of his week, playing receiver. Like, are we sure he's going to be playing this scat-back role and not just being a full-time slot? I don't know. I don't know. I see I, I think it would depend it's gonna be team to team, I would think. But yes. They were acting like all week, like he, he's no, he's he's a Naeem Hines type running back, which is a good comp. I'm just wondering if every team views him as as that.
2: Yeah, no, that's a that's a good point. See I, I, I would use him as a gadget guy and you know like he wouldn't leave the field. He's he's running back, he's a wide receiver, he's doing everything for me. Um but no, so I post on Austin. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, I, like, if you were to ask me, I think he's more likely to be a true wide receiver than a true running back, but I mean, yeah. Okay, biggest defensive
1: riser, um, I mean, he was my favorite player going into it, and he came out uh, with one of the best weeks I've seen. Cameron Sample, yeah. my guy, the two, two-lane two defensive lineman. He had about as complete a week as any defensive lineman Um he playing on the edge. He's playing on the interior. He he was dominating in his in his uh, one uh, uh, on ones and pass against on pass rush. Um, you saw him flash both both twitch and power, mm-hmm. uh, and both on the interior and on, and on the edge. And I thought he looked even better in team, especially as a run defender. He was getting off blocks or he's shooting gaps. Yep. And he was coming backside and chasing things down. Um, he he. Killed some of these guards uh, in team with just how quick his hands are and how heavy his hands are. Uh he he's
2: like, is he gonna be a top one hundred pick now? I I think there's a shot, man. Like you said, you you hit the nail on the head. Like it's just at times he felt too quick for guys, especially his inside move, and it was just like it's like fuck. And and like I don't know, you can label him a tweener, but I like I want guys that can play inside and outside. Like that's the, that's just a plus yeah. to me and. Like you said, like even in team, um, like crashing backside, he just felt like he was messing up every single snap almost. Um, yeah, I think yeah, I can see him being a top one hundred pick, definitely. He just no one looked better than him on defense. That's that's definite, definitely true. You well,
1: you you're, you're hearing some Michael Bennett talk about yeah. him, yeah, which I like that. I like that with the ability to kick inside on passing downs and just being a, such a disruptive player all over the defensive line.
2: Similar size, and, yeah. boy.
1: Oh, I'm I'm very pleased with Cameron Sample.
2: You should be. No, he was great. And like you said, the, the power was there too. The Quicks. Uh, it was a complete week.
1: Who's your number one defensive riser?
2: Oh, it was Cam Sample. Uh, so to to go to number oh, okay. two. Yeah, I thought I thought that was a clear one. Uh, I, I how about for number two? We'll stick at the same position. How about William Bradley King, who kind of, kind of. Yes. I didn't think he was gonna be so dynamic as he was uh weighed in nicely too and like another guy he just kind of kicked ass all week in practice uh competitive I'm as saying another
1: guy I, all i'm saying it's another guy i standed for yeah I feel, I feel
2: vindicated <laughs> and like every time like he like another guy he countered to the inside it just felt like no one could block him um and yeah yeah what? his
1: hands are awesome yeah he's got awesome hands which yeah. is why i liked him so much um his production like wasn't dominant this year or anything making the jump from the sunbelt to baylor but yeah like just when you when you see a pass rusher who's got hands and has has a repertoire even though they're so young still it's it's oh it just gets me so excited i love hands
2: (laughs) and i for me i i just i love the guys that are just competing every single rap and um like like I I put I put Osa as my third biggest defensive riser too, because he was another guy just just oh I like co- that competing his ass off and I think both of these guys and like Cam Sample was almost making it look easy and like for Bradley King it wasn't it wasn't easy but it was he was doing it every fucking time out.
1: Okay, my my number two. I've patted myself on the back too many times already. So here here here's a guy I I came away thinking, man, you're fucking stupid. Richie Grant looked unbelievable all week. Yeah, played. Nickel played corner, played safety. A guy I was definitely too low on entering the week. Me too. Um, picked up Jamie Newman more than once, um, and he just looked awesome. He like he's a guy who I, I I I liked how he looked in coverage, but I didn't think he was as fluid or as explosive uh, as he looked at the Senior Bowl. Um, and I think he played much more physical at the Senior Bowl than yeah. I previously thought watching his tape. Uh, a guy who who can add so much versatility to the back end of a defense, which is what every defensive coordinator wants these days. Like I I like straight up I, I, I thought he he was like a fourth round guy entering the week. And boy was I wrong. Like he's he, he, he looked like one of maybe the, the
2: number two safety in this class. I, I put him for my sending me back to the tape because yeah, I was also big wrong on him. He, like, yeah, he looked like a top 50 guy. And like you said, picked off Newman multiple times. One, it was like he undercut a, like, an in to Tony that was beautiful. Um, multiple PBUs. Like you said, sticky and men uh, all week. He, he Like, his hips looked like corner hips. Uh, he, he was just a monster. And like, whatever, like, in team, if the ball was there, Richard Grant was there. Uh, okay, biggest
1: offensive slider, I think, without a doubt, number one has to be Deontay Brown, who I think – had only bad practices and had a bad game. Did not move very well um, when asked to pull. Did not look very good in pass protection, one-on-ones. Like, I thought, really struggled uh, with his hands. I yeah. thought he played too high. Uh, he just kind of looked sloppy um, all week. Like, uh that's about as bad as a week as he could have had and he was a guy who we were really excited about uh entering the week entered the week as a definite top 100 guy came in at 200 or 300 and what 363 pounds yeah and then did not move well at all and there was a big hindrance on his game and uh that the, i mean that alone sending me back to the tape on him
2: yeah I, I also put him send me back on the tape um my like maybe my biggest disappointment I, I will say i think day three of practice he got better but um yeah because like like you said he wasn't using his hands and I, he finally started to do it a bit like had a couple really nice reps but it was just like it was it was bad and like you said uh sluggish uh didn't move well he also just wasn't as physical as hoping i i didn't see a fire from him which kind of bugged me a bit like there was no like when he lost a the rep there's no bounce back um you didn't even really see the power too much, like, he, and like you said, when he was pulling and stuff, he was kind of just bouncing into guys, not really blocking guys. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. I, he's
1: playing. He's playing too high.
2: Yeah, like I don't know if like, like I like I can say definitely AJ, the. Se- yeah, what's up?
1: Is he a heavy legged waistbender?
2: <laughs> he might be. <laughs> like, and you know, last week how high I was on him, thinking he's a second round guy, early second round guy. Um, I don't know. Maybe the setting just isn't made for him. Maybe the season he's just gassed. I don't. It's it's a bad look anyway. You caught it though, because like like I don't know. The one on ones, it was bad. But I guess like he's never gonna look that good there. But he, he's still ugly. You know what I no. mean? No. I I do think I'll give him some you credit. Sucks? He, he settled in on day three. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. We we
1: were we both very excited about Deontay Brown and Ben Cleveland. And Ben Cleveland had a wicked first practice. Yeah. But then was out the rest of the week.
2: Yeah. It sucks. Um, definitely, definitely. I mean, yeah, like uh, there was my, a couple.
1: My my. Sorry, go ahead.
2: I was just saying, my number two slider is
1: Jamie Newman.
2: Yeah, I, I also have Newman. It's, I don't know, man. Like, the, yeah, the ball was coming off his hand, nice, he... but I, it was, it was everything else he was bad. Rusty. Yeah, you could see it.
1: Like there, there, there. His he he was holding the ball too long. He was not throwing accurate balls. He was not throwing with touch. He was forcing things. He threw multiple interceptions. Yeah. Um look, like he didn't not look that much better than Felipe Franks. I thought like uh, Felipe like, I Franks had Kellen more Mond was clearly the Sorry, go ahead. I thought Kellen Mond was clearly the second best quarterback after Mac Jones this week. Um and and yeah like the Newman just I don't even like there was no moment I thought where Newman really made himself any money if anything he only hurt himself like he did not look like the the first quarterback off the board on day three or anything
2: no um totally agree and like even like frank's i think had a couple more flashy throws than newman did um lots of overthrows like you said poor decision making he didn't even look that athletic to be honest like when he was getting out of the pocket he just looked like whatever no
1: mon looked much more athletic
2: yeah like mon mon helped himself a lot ian book looked like ian book and like Newman was the big loser of the group though, for sure. Yeah. Um Okay. I'll, I'll throw Do you another have any one. Any other here. offensive players? Yeah. Okay. So more maybe more of a big disappointment. Um I yeah. put Spencer Brown. I, I wasn't impressed by Spencer Brown like at all this week.
1: I thought he had a bad day one and like just not memorable day two or three.
2: Yeah, that's pretty much like how I felt. Like there was one where Dalen Hayes just jacked him up uh bulldoze and put yep. on his ass. And yeah, like it was really bad day one. And he never really settled in. Maybe day three was a little bit better, but it was But it, it wasn't, wasn't a, like you were like this this was a good day. No, never, never. And in team was, I don't man. think he looked good either. Um just no. just nothing impressive at all. And for a guy that you know a lot of people thought he was going to make a big jump, uh he didn't at all. The
1: like his he just he c- couldn't handle leverage because no. he's so freaking tall. Yeah. And his, his anchor is just not very strong right now. No. Totally. Uh, okay. Biggest defensive sliders. I found there was maybe less blatant defensive sliders. Agreed. Yeah. Or maybe be because, like, just not. But the guys who were supposed to be good were good. Um, there wasn't necessarily a ton of, like, big, big names uh, there were, I, one guy who really I guess stood out to me um, was a guy who had I mean you could find him in first round of mock drafts before the season. Hamilcar Rashad just didn't look like he belonged out there. Um, he split time between edge and linebacker. Yeah. Uh, he, I don't think he won a pass rush. Uh, uh rep in one on ones, and when he had to cover tight ends, he was just getting beat. He also just didn't take that many reps, which I thought was interesting, um, and yeah, I don't know. He he just seemed very positionless out there.
2: Yeah, I noticed that. He it felt like he just wasn't on the field that much, and uh, right? when he when he Weird. was, it was nothing to write home about at all. No, um, I got um, through a couple other names. That's a good one. Um, how I know Marvin Wilson probably isn't a slider, but he just didn't move the needle.
1: I put him for disappointments just yeah like he wasn't like he didn't help himself at all
2: yeah like I don't I don't know if he hurt himself but like he, he well he hurt himself but I don't know if he was like he was bad it was just like meh he had a couple yeah. nice raps and yeah. a lot of the time he's just getting stoned like I I legitimately
1: think before he got hurt like Malik Haring was playing better than him
2: oh definitely I saw a lot more flashy raps from Malik Haring
1: um Exactly. Like, you never saw that from Marvin Wilson. It was more just forgettable.
2: Yeah, like, like you know, he's big and he's moving okay. But, like, other than that, he's not winning at all. Exactly. Um, um,
1: I, oh, go ahead. I, I put the linebackers who just don't know how to cover. <laughs> me, me too. Me which too. Were, there was, like, I put Patty Fisher, Tough Borland, KJ Britt, and Tony Fields. Those, specifically Patty Fisher, Tough Borland. Agreed. Big Ten linebackers, baby. Yeah. They could not cover. They it was it was tough, Borland.
2: It was huh. like every single rep you just knew they were gonna get toasted, and it kind of sucked.
1: <clears throat> yeah, um, but hey, on, on the bright side, I thought they all looked much better in team setting against run.
2: Yeah,
1: or zone dropping, but they could not cover and make coverage at all. Uh, mm-hmm. KJ KJ Brightwood is gonna should be labeled with the Brandon spikes. If he played in the '80s, he'd be a Hall of Famer.
2: Yeah, KJ Britt like, had a, like a couple of TFLs and stuff, but <clears throat> excuse yeah,
1: me. he he. <clears throat> but he's not going to be able to play on passing downs.
2: <clears throat> no, he's not. <laughs> so, uh, here I'll stick in the Big Ten. How about Atoni? I just I didn't see anything yep. from Shakatoni. I don't.
1: He know. he he was. It was a little better than Hamilcar Rashad just yeah. because he was taking more reps. Yeah, but. It, it was a very similar situation in that he, I think, I counted one pass that P won when he went speed to power. Uh, I forget, it might have been against Adrian Ealy. Um But other probably. than that, it, it was like, <laughs> it wasn't a very impressive week for him. And he also struggled to make the transition to trying to cover a tight end.
2: Like, I saw, I saw one, like, first of all, he probably shouldn't be covering that well, but like, so he had like one nice rep in coverage, which surprised me. But um, he the the, the <laughs> downfield one, the downfield one on day one of practice. Yeah, that's yeah. what it was. Um, and it felt like he got raidens a lot, and raiden just fucking smoked him. He had that one where he tried to pull the spin move on Robert Jones, and Robert Jones put him in the dirt. Uh, yeah, Robert it was an Jones ugly was week. Fun. Ugly week.
1: Yeah, there I I kind of felt that a lot. Like, no, not. not the, maybe the, the bigger-name defensive lineman just didn't stand out when outside of Boogie. Um, I thought Quincy Roche
2: was pretty good. Oh, and Quincy Roche. Yeah.
1: Quincy Roche had the best uh, week among those tweener guys. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I, I think overall a lot of the more brand-name defensive linemen just didn't have great weeks. Uh, when the, a lot of smaller-name guys had kind of – Quite like like you brought up William Bradley King, Cameron Temple, like those guys had quietly pretty strong weeks.
2: Yeah, like like I don't Malik know. Malik Herring too. Yeah, Malik Herring too. That's true. Um, like Jordan Smith didn't show too much. I'm not going to put him as a loser or anything. No. but you're right. No, a, lot no, of the, a lot of the big just, guys like, just, again, meh.
1: Yeah, uh, okay. Our favorite thing, Wayne Warrior, who, who <clears throat> who's Wayne? When you saw the the picture of it on Twitter, because that's <laughs> how we were getting them. Um. Who got you jazzed up the most?
2: I mean, okay, there's one clear winner, even though he didn't have a great week of practice. And it's Janarius Robinson, who's, who's, what was he, 6'5", 266. Go ahead.
1: I disagree. I think Janarius Robinson had a very underrated week of practice. I think he got better each day, and I was very interested in him, especially in team drill.
2: It was okay. I don't think it was bad, but... I don't no he big beaten, flashes. He was
1: beaten the hell out of Alex Leatherwood.
2: <laughs> In team?
1: <clears throat> yes.
2: Yeah, I know that that's that's true. Uh hold on. I'll, I'll read the stats out. 6'5", 266, 87 inch wingspan, uh thirty five and three quarters <laughs> arms and eleven inch hands. Like that's that's massive. So like just that, even if he had a, a terrible week, that helps him.
1: Um, another guy who who had incredibly long arms, Deontay Smith, who also had an incredibly <clears> good week. The yep. East Carolina tackle. Uh, hey, we just love long arms. Hamza Nasiraldin has octopus arms for a safety. Um, and then our boy Ben Cleveland, he's yeah. just freaking massive, and so sad that he got hurt because he was looking like, yeah. like, what did, did he top fifty for us both right?
2: 100% I got him like as a borderline for strong grade
1: yeah okay that's why I was pretty sure you had him very high so I'm glad because he looked like that before he got hurt
2: he did yeah definitely and it, it big time sucks and he looked like the guy to bring the energy to and what, what are you He's 6'6 354 like that's massive yeah. so yeah I think those are the like he was moving moves. well out there he was it wasn't Deontay Brown it was he was moving
1: yeah uh do you have any other way in warriors
2: no, those were, those were our big ones. Here, new crush, Rob. You ready for this? Yeah. Okay, so I, I mentioned K. Johnson. That was an easy one. And to segue, Deontay Smith uh, really, 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 really caught my eye. Because, I mean, like you just said, had a fantastic week. We, weighed in beautifully. And we already know he was like a pretty freaky athlete. Um, and then, I don't know, man. I thought he had a, he just had a fantastic week. Not too many losses at all. Like, he, he's got the quicks. At both
1: tackle and guard.
2: Yes, at guard too. I, there was one where Big Marlon was on him. Uh, got got out on him and quick finished finished him to the ground. Show that he's mean. Um, William Bradley King, that counter move that he kept going to, Deontay Smith shut it shut it down. I, he was fantastic. I think he was probably the best uh, office lineman on the American team.
1: Uh, he, I, I think he was the best tackle there. I, I like he Deontay, was Unbelievable. I think
2: it, I, to, to 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 put another name out, I put Dylan Raidens, and I think those were the two best
1: um it's like just okay again you mentioned we we knew we knew coming in he was gonna have incredibly long arms yeah when he was a great athlete i was not prepared for him to, he he's also sending me back to the tape he's also my pleasant surprise like uh i didn't actually have him for new crush but um it's a very on brand that you did <laughs>
2: yeah it makes sense right <laughs> and like I, I um i heard the like the love for him and then like just watching American Practice live, I'm like, he, he wasn't too flashy. And then when he really threw on the tape, it's like, holy fuck, he had a monster a week.
1: Uh, I hit, I'll give you another offensive lineman. I love Robert Jones, the Middle yeah. Tennessee State lineman, who's also another guy who's sending me back to the tape. He's a pleasant yeah. surprise. It's all kind of the same. Um, So much power in his hands. Yeah, And just brings such a nasty the offensive line. I think he's a guard in the NFL. He, he's playing both. Definitely. He played tackle at Middle Tennessee State. He also wore a neck roll that made him look really cool at <laughs> t- Middle Tennessee State, um, but just I don't know if anyone had more power in their hands this week on the offensive line than
2: him. That's a good point. No, I I put him for pleasant surprise too, and like I mentioned the, the one where he just Tony tried the spin and he put him in the dirt. No, he he was a like, yeah one of those quietly strong categories.
1: Hmm hmm. Um, my number one new crush was like maybe he's already my crush, but I just wanted to put him somewhere. I like. Dwayne Eskridge, if yeah. maybe, like he didn't he didn't practice on day three, but frick his his stop start ability, his yeah. speed, his ability, like his pacing. There was my favorite thing he did. The deep was, I forget who. Yeah, someone gave him a nine yard cushion, so he just ate that away, stemmed out. Or, but but okay, he hesitated in his pacing off the line yep which caused the db to hesitate one step then he attacked the uh, his hips by stemming outside and then darting back inside once he got inside leverage and it was just magnificent and uh he he just looked on, like on a different level athletically him and Kadarius tony i thought looked like the best athletes there
2: yeah no for sure both of them look like a like they're at a different speed um yeah, it was one of the Oklahoma corners. I think it was Trey Brown actually that he, he pulled that too. And yeah, like there was there was reps too. Like Keith Taylor had one where he was mugging him. Uh, Estridge kind of stumbled at the top of his break, but um, he, like still made the comp- like the contested catch. He was he was just an absolute monster. He was I think was, I put him for best receiver there. Oh
1: really? Okay, yeah. I, I put someone else, but it, it was hard because I think there was a lot of really <clears throat> awesome receivers.
2: I I think the receiver group and the offensive line group were just loaded, and we could have done a whole show about those two positions.
1: Yeah, I think so, too. Um, Mm -mm. No, definitely. Uh, Okay, pleasant surprise. I had Deontay Smith and Des Fitzpatrick. We've talked about them both, but, yeah, both lots of guys are sending me back to the tape.
2: Yeah, uh, I put William Bradley King, I put Des Fitzpatrick, I put Robert Jones, and someone we haven't mentioned yet, Robert Hainsey. Just like lock solid all week. I playing playing guard most of the time. Had some snaps of center too. Uh, it looked better in team there. Just yep. Just a, a quietly yep. very 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 strong week. Um, honestly, to add, I think both like like you already know I liked them, but I didn't have put them anywhere. But I thought both Ogandeji and Dalen Hayes had nice weeks too. Uh, Banks wasn't bad, but uh, Haynes Haynes was just. I don't I don't think he lost any reps. It was just like and it wasn't flashy. He wasn't no. putting guys in the dirt. Just safe he looks like a guy that's you can plug and play a guard
1: yeah he I, his hands and and his, his base his base those yeah. are the two things that like once he was on you it was done yeah yeah but like you said like it wasn't it wasn't necessarily done in the way quinn miners was ending lives it was just he had you and it was yeah one two okay it's over
2: yep exactly and uh, i i really started to enjoy him it felt like whenever you got like uh the the trio of like the but the Notre Dame guys and Creed Humphrey in the middle or minors in team drill for the national team. It just you knew that a big run was coming. They they just they worked so well off each yeah. other. Right?
1: Yeah. Okay. Biggest disappointments. I, I I I mean I I had Marvin Wilson here. Yeah. Um, it was just a very mad week. But maybe the biggest disappointment for me was Alex Leatherwood.
2: Yeah, I think for sure.
1: He entered the week as, he's, he's playing left tackle only, don't you worry, he he entered the week as what was known to be the best offensive lineman there, yeah. and I don't even, th- like, he wasn't even a, one of the 10 best offensive linemen there in, the, in no. the end, um, there was a ton of great offensive line play, and he really struggled. Quincy um, Roche abused him. Not to, yeah, not, it wasn't to the same level as where Deontay Brown's struggles stood out so much, but like he was, just get, he he struggled against power and speed.
2: Yeah. Uh, Bradley King had one where he jacked him back. Um, why had Hubert kicked his ass? Like, I don't know. Why like... Hubert kicked his and Alaric Jackson's ass? <laughs> yeah. Alaric Jackson had a bad week. I, I...
1: I put Alaric Jackson here too.
2: Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, he was bad. And, but you know what? Both of them kind of settled in on day three. Um, not not great, but I thought Leatherwood kind of started showing it. But another guy, him and Deontay Brown, there was no emotion, no fire to them. I didn't like that. They didn't He's feel tired. like they were there to compete, which kind of irked me because I, I like both of them, especially I love Deontay Brown. And I don't know. Like, again, Quincy Grosier just kept coming off and beating him with quickness. Uh, when you're getting people at Wyatt Hubert, not great. Like and like you said, he was losing in in by speed and power, uh, just – I don't know. There, there was one rap where, where like I said, Hubert kicked his ass. It was in team. Um, Trey Smith, like, was solid, but the play got blown up. And, like, you saw the emotion with Trey Smith. He was like, fuck, we fucked up. And Leatherwood was just kind of, like, standing there. Like, it was another play. I, I don't know. Some of those things, I was just kind of keeping it on, and I didn't love about, about Leatherwood.
1: Yeah, but my biggest concern with him was his his play strength and his yeah. anchor coming in. And we saw that be an issue And on top of he – he sh- he struggled to crowd speed too, so not great. Yeah. Um, um, okay. Here's here's a big one for me. Sage Surratt. My, when too. we had all these wide receiver, yeah, we had all these wide receivers stand out, and he didn't. Like he wasn't horrible, but like he just didn't. He he, he seemed lethargic or something. Like he seemed slow. Yeah. yeah. Especially in and out of his breaks, his routes were nothing. I, I, I'll say this. Nico Collins had the week I thought Sage Surratt was. going to Yes, ahead. that's a good point because where where go ahead. like he he wasn't like Nico Collins wasn't like some route running master or anything, but he's winning all these contested catches. Yep. He was separating deep. Yep. And, and he, I think he, Nico Collins had some of the best like traffic grabs all week. Yep.
2: I I like Sage Surratt like like I thought he was physical, but there was no separation all week. Um he wasn't bringing in all the contested grabs like there were some like just nice hands catches and like you said nico collins uh, first of all just eating up big ground off the, off the hop um, big time contested catches getting deep and winning uh it, like there's nothing in between there's like a quick hitch and like a nice contested grab or he's winning deep and srat like i don't know it was just such a mad week he was one of my big disappointments him him leatherwood deontay brown uh how about kenny yaboa just didn't flash at all for me and like looked a lot stiffer than i expected like uh, like yeah i don't know there was a couple nice catches but just not running routes very nice like you could tell he can get vertical and that's the he did very well at ole, ole miss but just i don't know just just yeah. was it like again I, I, just because I, I was so high on him tight ends in general did not impress me uh yeah uh, mckinney was kind of fun because he had like five one-handed catches but yeah he did he did um, um you both had the nice catch in the in see, the in the game at least to finish it off but yeah
1: yeah uh okay just trying to be different so many people are sending me back to the tape but i i just put three in this category uh janarius robinson just he's so big and i yeah. i thought he got better each week so i'm or each practice so i'm i'm very interested in him uh osa because I was yep. a little low on him and then seeing how much dog he had in him in in his positional versatility that got me excited just a big time motor and, and just like you said every rep was a freaking fight with him
2: mm-hmm. uh and then Brampton's own Josh Palmer <laughs> who had a really great week yeah he was great I no, no for real um so I mentioned I mentioned most of mine I'll, I'll throw a couple more how about how about caring who we mentioned a lot this today already who had had flashes and I'm like I didn't I didn't really expect it, and yeah, he he got banged up, but um, that's an interesting. I'll throw Keith Taylor here too because I I liked him a lot what I saw, even though he's he was a bit grabby. Had the monster game, um, yeah. I think I think those those guys. Um, I want to get more more Saint juiced because I'm still I'm I'm not sure where I, I feel about him after this week, to be honest.
1: He he had an interesting week, uh, maybe like a similar week to Keith Taylor, but to a lesser extent, maybe, yeah. Where yeah. He he, well, he was he was I think even more grabby than Keith Taylor, but about, about the same. They're both grabby really good at yeah. He
2: they, 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 he looked really good at times as a
1: press man yep.
2: guy and one on one. Just he's so big. I also felt like he was another guy that got the the bad matchup bounce. I swear, like Escrige, a couple times. It's just like yes. he got no
1: chance. yeah. Like oh, yeah, that sucked. Uh, well, what doesn't suck is Bet Online because. The Super Bowl is just around the corner, AJ, and what that means is plenty of prop bets for you, me, and everyone out there who wants to take advantage of all of BetOnline's great sign-up bonuses using the code armchair. And college basketball, the NBA, it's all happening, the hockey, if you bet on that, uh, like a psychopath, Uh, head to BetOnline and uh, continue to bet online.
2: This is it, we've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen.
0: But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash wondery.
1: Okay, let's go position group by position group. Pick your best guy. Uh, you can throw a couple honorable mentions out there too if you want. If it was no. close, uh, who? I know you've got like fifteen for each. So <laughs> I try not um, to.
2: Yeah.
1: Actually, before before we do that, what was the worst position group in your oh, opinion? Good question. Because uh, mm, we said the the best was the offensive line and the receivers.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I, to say not to, to to go different than quarterback. Uh, I thought the yeah. I thought the linebackers were the least interesting. Yes.
1: Which, it it kind of linebackers and running backs. It's hard to get in this type of setting. Yeah. But but a lot of these linebackers could not cover.
2: No. So I'll, I'll say linebackers. Um, and yeah, like that's fair. the the tight ends were more disappointing than the linebackers because I had well, maybe not more expectations. The tight there ends was guys are sh- I liked.
1: Yeah. No. That's fair. Okay, best quarterback to Mac Jones, without a doubt. We talked about him. And I think clearly, like we said, the be- the second best was Kelamond. I don't even know who the third best was. I guess Ian Book, but he kept running every play.
2: So. I think Ian Book would be the third, definitely. And then a pretty a pretty big drop to the next three. I think, like, Mac Jones is on a level of his own. Kelamond's on a level of his own. And Ian Book's on a level of his own. The other <laughs> three are the do you remember anything Sam Ellinger did? Yeah, holding on to the ball way too long. That's all day, all game, all week. Uh, but anything oh, positive? So no, good. I don't. I don't remember any singular positive throw uh, at all.
1: I think it's it's more annoying with the Ellinger thing because like Felipe Franks was bad, but like everyone knows that. Hey, Whereas, you know what? Sam was a Ellinger
2: couple... was bad, and then yeah, go ahead. There sorry. was a couple. What? No, there, Frank's had a couple where he just slinged it like big time on a line, but if oh, yeah. <laughs> if he's trying to put he any an touch arm. on it, it's, it's fucking going nowhere. Yeah, but it was annoying to me that like Sam Ellinger
1: had did nothing for himself this week, but no. is like you like you mentioned, Top McShay is like comparing him to Jalen Hurts. Top McShay, I think I think it was McShay, it might have been Kuiper. One of them said. He's Tim Tebow without the circus. Yeah. Now,
2: is that good? Like, what does that even mean? I, I, I honestly, Tim Tebow's not good at quarterback. I don't think that is good. I think the, the the good quality of Tim Tebow was that he was a hell of a leader. And I mean, Ellinger is a leader, but not to the same extent. So I think that's the circus.
1: Like if Ellinger kneeled, no, or what was that prayed? I
2: don't know. T- the Tebow, if yeah. Ellinger Tebow, no one would care. <laughs> I th- like if I were to do a losers list, uh, Ellinger would be on it.
1: I wouldn't even put him on it because I didn't even notice him. Uh, just, okay. just frustrating. Best running back. Him we just... haven't
2: talked about yeah. No, go ahead. We haven't
1: talked about the running backs at all. No running back talk because running backs, again, in this setting, not great. Um, we did get we get to see how the, some of them handle pass protection. We got to see them catch the football. That's always good. Uh, a couple big runs from a couple guys. Who? I don't think maybe there was necessarily a clear best running back. Um, although I, I'm going to back my guy. So I'm wondering who you've got.
2: Okay, we already spoiled. I, I also have Michael Carter. <laughs> but but no, I, I think I, I think there was a lot to like from a, a like a good good number of the backs. To be honest,
1: I thought the most, un, or not underrated, maybe the most solid week came from Larry Roundtree. Larry Roundtree was, he just looked like, like he could. Yeah, no, for sure. I
2: agree.
1: He looked like he can just be a backup running back in the league for a decade.
2: Stevenson uh, really shone with the uh, pass protection. He, he was clearly the best. Which,
1: yes. Uh, I, I think I, I ended up picking Michael Carter because his athleticism yes. stood out the most. He had his burst, his quickness in uh, running routes. Um, yep. Had a couple good grabs.
2: Yep. I had some bad pass protection reps, but also had some good ones. So yeah, I ended I, up going with him. No, I, I I honestly exactly the same thing I wrote down. Um just to throw more, Khalil Herbert can run routes but he cannot catch the football. It is frustrating as hell. No, I know. It's weird. So yeah, like honestly if he cleaned up his hands, I thought he would have had a really really good week cuz there's a lot of nice pass uh, pass pro reps. It's a couple ugly ones, but more good than bad. Uh Stevenson was a stud blocking and honestly I I liked what I saw him running routes and uh, catching the ball. And Chris Evans Maybe I think Chris Evans did the most for him himself of all the running yeah, backs. probably. Especially yeah. coming out he, at two twenty. He...
1: Yeah, him, him, and Roundtree just both yeah. really solid all around weeks. Yep. Um, and Evans needed that type of weeks.
2: So. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, like you said, Carter's got the juice. He got open. Um, he can run routes. Like he just looked like a different speed of anyone there.
1: Uh, okay, best receiver. You already said you ended up picking Dwayne Eskridge. Yep. I went with Cade Johnson, mainly the separator being uh, Eskridge was out day three and Cade Johnson had another really good... Like, Cade Johnson had great practice each day. Yeah. To Eskridge didn't have the third practice, no, no to no fault of his own, so that's just kind of how I broke the tie. That's fair enough. Um, um, yeah. Cade Johnson, I thought, was the best overall route runner. Um, Eskridge was the best... Overall athlete, maybe. Yep. Yeah. Uh, excluding Kadarius Tony, it feels like you shouldn't count him. Um, and then Felton was just the most dynamic in short areas.
2: Yeah. No. That that's a good good uh, point. Um, do you have a comp for K Johnson? Dennis Northcutt. <laughs> you saw that. You know, I saw another one on Twitter. It, it's kind of weird, but you, I don't think it's a good comp. But it's like you can see the traits. I saw Tyler Lockett. I think you can see some of the locket traits like the the route the routes look pretty similar and like the the ball tracking ability. Um anyways, mm, I, I don't think he's the same athlete, but I think that's interesting. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's not good, but like you can kind of see it. Uh you, hey, you know what, while we're here, can I shout out Austin Watkins cuz I thought he had a phenomenal week and no one's talking about it.
1: Yeah, I thought his day 3 like was m- maybe the maybe not the best of the receivers, but definitely one of the best he had a just really solid week
2: yeah like he i don't know if, if it was if it was a lesser group i think he would have his name would be buzzing a lot um just like he felt like he won every single rep and uh like there was a couple bad drops but other than that it, he looked really really good
1: um also josh palmer and nico collins i thought Which we kind of touched on them too. Palmer's such a big play guy, and Nico Collins' ability to win contested catches.
2: Yeah, I think those were the the guys. Even though, like, I don't like most of the receivers were really good, to be honest.
1: Yeah, uh, honestly, for me, outside of kind of Sage Surratt, no one. Really disappointed. Oh, Ben Skronik was not good, but
2: oh Ben, yeah, Ben Skronik. Was be. Um <laughs> yeah, like Darby had a really nice week and then like the game was just meh. Um Shy Smith had a really nice week. Like there's a there's yeah, a, yeah, yeah, there a lot of receivers. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of receivers, and then, like we said, Fitzpatrick was one of the best low key guys there. So
1: Yeah, no receiver group overall, really great. Yeah. Uh best tight end. I I decided to group Ben Mason here to pick him uh, so I wouldn't have to I, pick the tight
2: it. end. I respect that.
1: He Ben Mason caught the ball way better than I was expecting, dude. Especially for on day three, he he caught one on day like a 40 yarder on day three where he dragged the ball to the side, dragged the
2: toes. Yeah, I could, I could not believe he caught that, dude. Like, uh, I know, like, also, like, god, yeah,
1: awesome in pass protection as you expect yeah. and flattening people in team in nine on seven.
2: Yeah, like, I did not like, I don't think he dropped a single ball, I don't think there was a single double catch either. Uh, the routes were solid. Like he was, he ran like a seven route. That was, I think that was the seven route, wasn't it? Um, like there's, yeah, <laughs> he looked really fucking good. Um, to not cheat though, I mean, it's not really cheating. He was listed as a tight end technically. I put Trey McKitty because the hands, the hands he flashed were big time, man. Like I think there was legit four or five one headed catches he had uh, over the week. It was like, I don't know. It was like he just kept going to it, and it's smart because it kept flashing. A uh, couple ridiculous catches from him though, like it was. I think it was day day two. he had like two or three in, in the one on ones. Um, blocking looked kind of mad, but I, I I think he was the best tight end overall there. Um, I like, I uh, Hunter
1: Long and Kenny did not stand out to me. No, like I thought, like I, I I think you're right about McKitty. I think John Bates had like a better week than I was expecting at least. Ba- yeah, me too. Bates uh, he had a crazy one handed catch.
2: Yeah, he did. Bates was like uh, – like, Bates would have been my runner-up, to be honest.
1: Yeah, like, it was – I did not expect anything of him. And then he was, like, just very solid.
2: Yeah, so, like, it's like he's not a good athlete, uh, but he's, like, a savvy runner. He, he, he finds the separation at the end. And just strong hands. I think he made a lot of money, especially coming yep. in as a late addition. Physical blocker, too. Yeah, good blocker. Uh, I, I like him as a day three guy now. Mm-hmm. Best
1: interior O-line, obviously, is Quinn Miners. Uh – we talked about him. Who would you put two? There's Humphrey. a lot of good ones. Creed Humphrey. Me too. Okay. Yeah. Creed Humphrey had. If Quinn Miners didn't have that type of week, I think there'd be a lot more hype about what Creed Humphrey came in and did. Yeah. Cause he was he was just rock solid. He was locking people up. Uh, his hands looked fantastic. He played some guard even.
2: Yeah. Um, looked good.
1: Like he look, look, Yeah, it looked like the plug and play center we thought he would be, and like any athletic athleticism concerns people had like he didn't struggle with that
2: at all no you saw like a lot of nice like snatch blocks uh he looked really like i I can't think of a single loss from him man like he he had a really really rock solid week and like you know he's been sliding down the board he went from you know like the first interior office alignment off the board or the first center at least in the summer to sliding to like maybe a third round guy i think he's in the he's in the second round now i don't think he gets out of the second round no especially
1: with teams um Maybe being scared to draft Landon Dickerson because of the injury history.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, no, for sure. But uh, Humphrey of, was amazing. Well, Humphrey Miners, Landon Dickerson, that's a couple uh, plug-and-play centers. There's, a, Man, I know we keep talking about it. We've got even more. There's just a lot of dogs in the middle there this year. Yeah. You mentioned Hainsey. I, I thought Drake Jackson had
1: a very good week.
2: I, I think he, now, like he was kind he, of rough he, to start, he, and he, then he, he kind of settled in. He,
1: He's he's an undersized guy, and you could see that when he was in one-on-one pass protection. Yeah. I thought he looked a lot better in team drill, and he was climbing really well to the second level and looked fantastic in combo fair blocks. Enough. Yeah, um, I th- I, th- I think like that's an interesting day three zone scheme center.
2: Yeah, no, that, that's fair. Um, yeah, those those Best are kind OT, of the...
1: De- Dante Smith.
2: Yeah, I I put Dylan Dylan because I mean I put Smith for Crush. So I just wanted to change it up. Raiden's another guy. It was him, him and Humphrey were kind of like the same. Like just every rep, Raiden's had a couple more losses than Humphrey did, I think. But just the base was so impressive, man. Playing so balanced, wide, strong, powerful. Like just once once you get on it in on him, he, he had you. Uh, not not like super powerful hands, but just you know just kept you in front. And like he, I think he was he was rock solid. Helped himself big time.
1: I thought I thought the reps he did lose um, had to do with footwork
2: and lateral agility. And I thought he looked better at guard. Like, I think he's a guard. He, he 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 looked really good at guard, too. Like, there was a couple where he, he had, like, really nice pulls, too. Uh, I, th- mm-hmm. I, I don't know if he... I think he can play tackle, but I would not have any concerns about him playing guard either. So, it doesn't make a difference. J- James Hudson also, uh,
1: I, I thought, in consideration. Yeah, I was going to say... His day three was a little lesser, but he stood out because he was such a great athlete.
2: He got, like, so many guys on the ground, but it was, like... It's more so that he just had, like, a nice pop in his hands and, like, just rode them down, like, like leaned on them a bit. Yeah. He wa- he washed a lot of guys just out of the play. He had a really good week. Like, there were some inconsistencies, but, uh, no, helped himself a lot too. Huge upside. Raw, great
1: athlete, huge upside. Yeah. Uh, best interior D-line, I cheated, uh, and I put Cameron Sample here just because he's playing I knew both. You're, I knew you were I put going him to here because, yeah, I mean, well – None of the actual like Levi Amuzeriki only practiced one day. He had some flashes, but like no no at true interior guys stood out. I thought so.
2: Yeah, here I'll, I'll throw it like this. So if we count Sample, it's him. Uh, if we count Osa, it, it's him for being most consistent. And if we just count real ideals uh, and the flashiness, I, I'll put it Levi because day one he was flashy as hell and looked really good. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Ah uh, yeah, I I ended up sample Osa too, and you're right about if true IDLs would be Levi on the one day practice. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, best edge, most complete edge week it had to be Bogey. Yeah, his hands, his ability to kick inside. Yeah, he looked great as a run setting the edge in, in, in team drill. Uh,
2: he, he maybe that first round buzz will come back a little bit too now. Yeah, like I can see him going in the in the late twenties. He's just he's a fucking dude. Like he just. He's, he's really good and like yeah I, if I were to pick a second guy it'd be Quincy Rocher who also looks pretty good in uh in Rundy in in the team drills too He was setting the edge pretty well but yeah Boogie was clearly the best uh edge there um can I can I just I didn't know where
1: to mention this guy I just wanted to mention he had like kind of a shockingly really solid week
2: um Chauncey Golston he was not bad eh and he was playing interior as well yeah. No, he's not bad. Like, I don't think he was, like, over the top was, impressive, he, but uh, no, he right. wasn't bad.
1: I just felt he, he, cause I just didn't expect anything really from him. Yeah. Very solid week. Uh, okay. Best linebacker.
2: I, I struggled here. I don't think. Oh, I think one guy stood out above the rest. Who, okay. Who'd you put? I put Jabril Cox. So, you know, I, I thought, I, quickly, I, I split it between Cox and Surratt. I think when Surratt was there, he, he looked the best.
1: Surratt, um, uh okay i'll say this cox i think was the most confident one-on-one coverage agreed of all the linebackers agree yeah uh, i i think surat was the best in Blitzer. pass rush yeah uh it, but i think cox was the second best yeah um and then i think surat looked really good in team uh but cox was the only one who practiced all three days so yeah i, I gave him the win yeah
2: i kind of i kind of split it between the two and like but like, like Cox looked the best. But even then, he had some really ugly beats too. To be honest, like in in uh, in pass coverage, uh, none of them really really caught my eye. Like, but yeah, I think those two were the the best too. Surratt and Cox' athleticism just yes. kind of looked like he was on a different level. Yeah, exactly.
1: Uh, also, Baron Browning was pra- practiced like weird, inconsistent, and in playing different spots. Yeah. but he he would have been my third. I don't think he practiced on day two. Um, but yeah, he would have been my third guy. I think.
2: Agreed. Um, one big takeaway was too many Ohio State guys and too many guys wearing gold helmets. <laughs> so this just got mixed. Oh up. Oh my
1: gosh! Yes. <laughs> and and yes, the senior bowl website needs to list numbers.
2: Yeah, please, Nagy, and and throw your measurements on there. I don't know why they aren't either, but numbers we need badly.
1: Okay, I think for me the hardest thing was to pick the best corner. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Okay, so uh,
2: who'd you end up picking? I kind of cheated and gave it to Keith Taylor because of the game. But if we're going to go on practice, I I gave it like a split between Melifonu and and Robinson. I think Melifonu struggled
1: on day one. I think he he got better each day and day three was really good from him. Yeah. I thought Aaron Robinson was really solid. I I love Um,
2: how physical Aaron Robinson is. Every single rep, he was just physical as hell. And the he ball, was a dog. yeah, he just he didn't quit until the ball hit the ground. And yeah, Mel, I agree with Bo, Melifonu. He had a really nice day three, and that's kind of why I, I end up throwing his name in the bunch. Uh, I didn't, I didn't have any corner really stand out, and I, I fell in love with any of them at all.
1: And I, I think Trey Brown deserves a shout. I yeah. I think Trey Trey Brown was he he I don't know if it's just something weird I noticed he. He was covering the most diverse skill set of receivers. Mm. Like he was covering the slots. He was covering um the big big guys, and he, he, he looked competent at it too. Um, he's playing with a little bit of feistiness. I I ended that, up picking him for my best corner. That's just fair. I thought he had the most complete
2: week, and he had two picks in one so That's really impressive.
1: You don't that see true. you
2: don't see too many interceptions at all in one one, let alone uh back to back days. But I do think
1: you're right in that Robinson and Melifonwu. Um, looked like those 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 were the two best corners talent wise. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and they'll be the first two from the senior bowl batch picked.
2: Exactly. And but like 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 I just said, I don't think either of them had amazing complete weeks. But no. But you saw the glimpses, and I just loved Robinson. How every single rep was a fucking yeah, fight for him. I love him so much.
1: Uh, okay, finally, best safety Richie Grant is easily correct. Yeah,
2: not even close. The the picks were amazing. Um. Like, like I said, every, we talked about him a lot already. He just he was always around the ball, and so impressive how good he was in man to man, and like the hips looked like corner hips, like I already said. Um, just he was great. So much ball production at
1: UCF, and then it translates to the Senior Bowl. Yeah,
2: and also like I think we both had to put him because he shut both of us off. So
1: yes, I also think Thompson and Cyril Dean, if they didn't make him cover Murray Rogers mm-hmm. all those reps, like yeah. he would have been talked about so much more because anytime he was on a tight end, he smothered them. Yeah, like it. He he also looked really good in team as a coming down filling. No, that's that's true. Um, which I, I I I think DJ might have mentioned. Some teams view him as a will, which is interesting.
2: I like that. I like that for sure. Um, yeah, I don't know Grant. Just it felt like every time the ball was around him, he was making a play on it. And like there there, there, oh, was, yeah. there was some where he didn't look great, but like it's one on one, and he's the safety. Like, and, and yeah. the flashes were way better than uh than the lows. That's for sure. He was, he was the only safety who, like,
1: could hold up in <laughs> the one-on-ones yeah. against the receivers. For real. Um, but, yeah, his instincts, his ball skills, his, his ability, his closing speed when the ball's in the air. Yeah.
2: Big time. Yeah. There was there was a big PBU, um, like, from behind. I, I forget who, what receiver it was. But in on, I mean, one-on-ones, like, that was all big time.
1: Well, AJ, we did it. We got through the 2021 Senior Bowl. It's sad. It's over. But, but we're happy it happened
2: think uh <laughs> no it was fun it was really fun i mean give give the week a grade overall i don't think they should have had fans there but hey hey sold to capacity 65 i think it's funny that like they had 6500 fans and like multiple nfl teams had zero or less if they did have fans <laughs> yeah jim Nagy built different <laughs> um yeah. which coaching staff did you enjoy more
1: uh, I think uh, to no fault of their own, I, I, I picked the Panthers over the Dolphins, um, mainly because the quarterback play.
2: <laughs> I'll, let me say that I thought the Dolphins ran a, a better practice for what I just wanted to see. um But I, I think Matt Rule and his staff was more electric just watching them. They, they were right. a lot of fun to watch. Keep in mind, the Dolphins don't have an offensive coordinator too. So. <laughs> it's, it's true. That's kind
1: of weird anyways yes well good work aj we did it um tune in for super bowl talk next time